There's a YouTube video that's been going around for a couple years now. Maybe you've seen it. It's got millions of hits or whatever. And the premise is really pretty simple. It's this camera crew that sets up in middle of a busy street, side of a busy street. And it looks, you know, really professional. There is a guy there, camera person, crew, looks pretty official. And all that they're doing is they stop people walking along the sidewalk and they say to them, hey, excuse me, could you just stop for a minute? Uh, I'm with X Magazine. And my editor sent me out to take pictures of beautiful people. Um, can I take your picture? And as I said, this looks pretty legitimate. It's not some creep with a phone, right? And so the people stop and they get their picture taken. But what's so powerful about the video isn't kind of you judging, well, I would have stopped him, I wouldn't have stopped that one, but it's watching the reaction of the people who've been stopped. It really is powerful. And I'd encourage you sometime, not during this homily, but look it up. Even if you've seen it before, look it up again. It's so powerful to see how the people react. I mean, most of them are sort of, oh, hey, you sure you want me? And then for some of them, you can see that maybe they've never been told that in their lives. And there's this one young woman I remember in particular, kind of covered with tattoos and all kinds of piercings. And I'm not saying whether you should think she's beautiful or not, but when they say that to her, you know, my editor sent me out to take pictures of beautiful people, may I take yours? It's like you can almost see the vulnerability in her face and the tears kind of well up. I'm mentioning this to you because it's one thing to look at another or look at a scene or, or look at whatever and decide for yourself that, yeah, I think that's beautiful or no, I, I don't see any beauty there. But it's another thing to think about what leads you to see beauty. And the reason I'm saying that is in that second reading, right, we just beautifully heard proclaimed, Paul talks about, he says, whatever you think is lovely, whatever you think is good, whatever you think is true, then think about it. And that word we translate as think means ponder it, mull over it, spend lots and lots of time with what you see as true or what you see as beautiful or what you see as lovely, except the word isn't really lovely. There's a perfectly fine Greek word for lovely. Paul uses a word that doesn't turn up anywhere else in the gospel, anywhere else in the New Testament. It's a very rare word. And it's not, if you were going to translate it literally, it's not lovely. It's toward the lovely. Whatever you find that leads you toward the lovely. And I don't think he just did that by accident. He's saying, I want you to contemplate. I want you to mull over, not simply what you decide is lovely, but what is it that leads you to see the lovely? And there's something in that simple question. Can I take your picture because you're beautiful? That doesn't simply arrest the viewer's eyes on the person as it might ordinarily happen when you're passing someone on the street. Yeah, beautiful, not beautiful have a chance, doesn't have a chance. 
but in fact something that leads you to see beauty. And that simple statement, can I take your picture? Because I'm taking pictures of beautiful people. I say that leads you to the beauty because the beauty there is watching that interchange between two human beings, between seeing what comes up in the mind and the heart of the one who is simply told that they are beautiful. And what I also love about the clip is that it doesn't linger. You know, we don't suddenly hear about the life story of these people. We're not told what amazing things they do in their free time. It's just a few seconds of exchange. And it leads you to see the beautiful. And Paul, if you, and I know it's hard in in COVID time, you don't have the readings in front of you, but when you go home, spend some time looking them up. Paul says in the same reading, This is what will guard your heart. This leads to the peace of Christ that will guard your heart. Just a few days ago on Friday, we celebrated the Feast of the Guardian Angels. And if you're like me, I often think of the Guardian Angels like these, you know, superheroes who are there and when something bad is about to happen to you, they swoop in and make sure it doesn't happen. And that only lasts as long as until something bad does happen. Did that person have a lazy guardian angel? Were they off doing something else? And of course, the word angel doesn't describe what that being is. It's a job description. Angel just means messenger, literally, if you translated it. Well, how does a message protect you? If it isn't the angel himself, you know, swinging his sword and whacking your enemies, How is a message from the Lord your guardian? And I would just couple that with our reading today. What leads you to see beauty is what guards your heart. It doesn't transform the physical world around you necessarily. Paul was not naive, and I don't want to be either. But just think about it for a moment. Think about some of the people in your life or the situations or the memories. And don't take the easy ones. Don't take the ones that instantly when you think of them, oh, what a beautiful person. But think about what in them leads you to beauty. And if you really want to challenge yourself, think about someone you don't find so beautiful, at least initially. Think about someone who's very difficult, someone maybe you're dreading to have to see this week, or maybe this holiday season, when they all come back together. And if you're brutally honest, maybe even think about someone, you wouldn't be proud to say this, I wouldn't be proud, I'm not proud, but maybe even someone in your worst moods you'd say you hate. And now ask yourself, is there something in them that leads you to the beautiful? And that's the power of the question. For us Christians, evil is not a god unto itself. Bad choices are made by human beings who are in the image and likeness of Christ, image and likeness of God, whether we like it or not. And sometimes as a spiritual exercise, think about that enemy you have and think about their entire life. Maybe they are a parent. Maybe they've done something that if you're like me, it might be a beautiful thing, but I want to suppress it because I'm too busy hating them. I rather like to spend my free time sometimes because it makes me feel better in a twisted kind of way. 
and push yourself. And Paul says, what leads you to see the beautiful, then contemplate that, hold on to that. It's all too easy for us to simply say, I find this beautiful. And sometimes, I don't want to suggest this isn't the case, sometimes we really do see in that beauty what leads us to a deeper beauty. But a lot of times, human nature is such that we tend to be very facile and our gaze stops at the surface. Just like when we see the person walking down the street, we decide, oh, they're beautiful, they're not. That's why the quickest way to kill a crush is to actually go up and talk to the person. And sometimes you realize that what you've decided is beautiful does not lead you to beauty. It's a beautiful and a challenging question Paul puts out to us. But if you want to take it out of Bible land, if you want to take it out of something where you, well, that's Paul, so of course what he's saying is theologically true, go dig up that YouTube video. Or better yet, test it out for yourself. Test it out for yourself and think about anyone randomly who's in your life and say, what is it in them that leads me to the beautiful? Because if Paul is right, and I think he is, then to contemplate that, to think about that, suddenly transcends those snap emotions that we often spend our time and our energy fixating on. And to begin to see that which leads us to beauty. True beauty is what leads us to Christ. And I can't think of anything better than to contemplate today. Thank you.